Hello, BBW lovers. To another podcast from here in the doghouse. Uh, I'm Johnny Frash, and today, as always, I have with me Gillo, Fourth and Inches, and Griff. Uh, we also welcome back Jim, the uh, the fountain of knowledge for our website, www.billbelichicksworld.com. And uh, like to get in on the pod action when he can. So today is a special podcast for it features the BBW podcast draft uh, where we're going to simulate the entire first round uh, as if we were in charge of the teams. So it may be a farce, it could be brilliant. Uh, luckily we haven't got any, many listeners at the moment, so James in waiting, come on, let's, let's uh, get involved. However, first up, it's the news. So since we last podcasted, there's been a couple of interesting moves in free agency. Interesting, depending on uh, your some people's opinion. So the Broncos have released CJ Anderson. So I'm going to jump in on this straight away, <laughs> okay? I realise people have made fun of me in our WhatsApp group. And I, I know who you were. I'm looking at you all. CJ Anderson was a thousand-yard rusher last season. <laughs> Teams won a thousand-yard rusher, and he did it in five games, probably. <laughs> so you think if he was motivated for sixteen, he could be a four-thousand-yard rusher? <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? There is definitely worse running backs out there than C.J. Anderson. So um, let's let's look at the Jets, right? Rawls, awful. Crowell, he's not too bad actually, from what I've said before. <laughs> but he's bad. I think. What have the Broncos got right now? Booker and a guy who... Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, that's him. Has he not played for forever, has he? Kenneth Dixon. Host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they haven't really got a lot, is, is the answer. So maybe they'll be looking for someone in the draft. Yeah, good point. But I think the way I look at this, this was... I don't understand the logic of it. He's not been great, but when he's needed to be decent, he's been decent. Fair enough. Uh, anyone got anything to add to Paul's tirade? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest. Uh, only on the basis that they've brought in a new quarterback and they're not, let's be honest, 100% sure you'll get last year's Case Keenum. Why would you change the running back as well if it was working? I, I don't think he's a great running back, but a 1,000-yard rusher is a 1,000-yard rusher. The Lions, for instance, would kill for a 1,000-yard rusher. Imagine Matt Stafford with a 1,000-yard ru- running back on the team. So I'm a little bit surprised... Uh, unless they think Saquon Barkley is falling to number five, which maybe, but I don't think so, then you know, maybe they've got the word that he is and they're making room for it. But it seems an unusual move to me. He's on a contract of four and a half million this year, uh, CJ Anderson. So they've cleared that off their books uh, for a bloke with an Bucks. In- injury. Got rid of Doug Martin. Yeah, could be a space at the, at the Bucks. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where he's going to land. Uh, Se- Seahawks and Packers are always looking for running backs. They tried to trade him out to Miami before the end of last. Sorry, before the beginning of last season. I think uh, Miami signed a, a transition tag and, and Denver matched it, or, or something like that. So Miami, if they're still like him, there's not that great running backs in Miami. It's a couple of young guys and there's Frank Gore, so that's a possibility. Bucks, like you say, I think kind of is definitely a possibility. I, I reckon. We, what's going to happen we're going to have the draft that's going to happen and then teams are going to fill any other holes they've got on that and for him and probably Des Bryant that'll be it, when they go it is important to fill those holes very important you've always got to fill your holes 
So we're fairly confident that uh, CJ Anderson is playing in the NFL next year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If Crowell can get a contract, CJ can get a contract. She waits until <laughs> every time, <laughs> every week. You, probably, you, might, you might not be able to hear it, but the dog always goes for a slurp just as we start. Okay. Uh, it's nothing worse than a slurpy bitch. Oh. There are worse things. Uh, Move us on, John. Willie Sneed has left the Saints for the Ravens after New Orleans failed to match the offer uh, submitted by Baltimore. Is anybody crying about this other than the weed dealers in New Orleans? I didn't know who he was. I had to look him up. <laughs> Two years ago, he was brilliant. Last year, he got pulled over for drink driving more than he caught the ball. That's all you need to know. He, he's, he could be excellent again. He could be a very good replacement for Mike Wallace, who's left the Ravens and gone to the Eagles. That deep, uh, fast threat. But he's not a possession receiver. But the Ravens will take anyone right now. I think, looking at it from the Saints' perspective, they've not got many troubles at wideout, so I totally understand where they're coming from. Oh, yeah, this. they don't need him. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't need him last year when they were pretty decent. So. He, he is the guy with the blonde, curly mullet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. I don't think the Saints will miss him. Um, actually, I think it's Ravens have done a decent bit of business at wide receiver. They've, they've filled kind of some needs, which they had, and... They've got different receivers for different types of play. So you think Crabtree's a big red, red zone receiver. They've got John Brown now, who's going to be a deep threat, and Willie Sneed can play in a slot. So they've got all those need, needs covered. William the slot, is that what we're going with? <laughs> <laughs> Highbrow. Yeah, if you ever get a look on his... Uh, the only time I have a look at Willie Sneed on Twitter is when he gets arrested for... Guy, uh, uh, <laughs> come on. But yeah, it's just... You're the host, John. Control this. Yeah, anyway. Look him up on Twitter. It's uh, funny to see think how he gets arrested like four times a year. Um, okay. Two players have had success in the past. will be missed. We're going to say no, uh, really. Uh, I don't I, think... I did forget to put Des Bryant down here. That was my bad. I, I did yeah. initially have him in there. I moved him around and didn't... Fairly major one. It was. I apologise. Uh, do we think this is the right move for the Cowboys to move on from yeah. Des? Yes. For what he was going to get paid? Yes. Dak wasn't throwing him the ball anyway, so what's no, the point no of chemistry. paying him monster money? And where is he going to go? I think he might go to the Giants. Did you see what Brandon Marshall put on, uh, was it Instagram? Twitter. Twitter. Where he um, put the story of Brian being released and put something like, no room for you, baby bro, and then got released. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely think Des is going to end up at the Giants. Uh, whether or not it'll work out any better for him there, I don't know. If Beckham stays, which it looks like he is, and Sterling Shepard on the other side, I- I'm not so sure there's that much room. Evan Ingram is going to demand a lot of passes this year. So uh, if I were Des, I'd definitely be looking elsewhere as well. Yeah, he, he seems motivated to stay in the He division. wants to stay in that division, yeah, absolutely. I think also, looking at um, Beckham, I saw on his social media this week he beat a SUV in a tug-of-war. So you can say he's completely back up to strength, can't you? Yeah, well... I mean, other than what he's doing in his social life, but, you know, as an athlete... No, but I don't think there's been much doubt, but, uh, you know, it's a broken ankle, wasn't it? So let's Seeing as you've mentioned him, does anyone think Brandon Marshall is playing in the league next year? No. There's a lot of head shaking going, which is useless for a podcast, but that's, it's a resounding no. We all... The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 
could probably get him. CFL. That's right. He's better off retiring. I think it might be a team uh, that's been coached by Jeff Weinhold. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Jeff out of it. Is there a Jeff. team in the Canadian NFL that hasn't been coached by Jeff I'm Weinhold? I'm just saying it's going to be someone that, uh, you know, you're going to have to look them up on, on uh, Wikipedia to think, are they actually a team? Or is this some sort of hallucination from Jeff Weinhold? It's a good point. SMU Mustangs is what I always remember with Jeff. Was he not an assistant there? I uh, also, while we're on it, Ruben Foster, 49ers fans. We have two. You may just about to be losing Ruben Foster. It's four years since the Ray Rice incident. If this is proven that he beat his girlfriend three times, he's done, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, he's done full stop in the league. Um I think it will be proven. I think he is done. Um, I nearly bought his shirt instead of my Bowman shirt. I was this close thinking he's, you know, bright first round prospect. So, yeah, I nearly did. But I went, no, stick with Bowman. And then Bowman left. Um, bought my wife a, a Hyde one. Hyde left. Nearly bought a Foster one. Please and now he's do going. not buy a Jimmy Groppolo. I was, I was looking at him online the other day and I decided I just wasn't going to go near it. I just thought, I'll just buy someone I don't like shirt. Hoyer. Come on, get, oh, get someone buy me a Hoyer shirt. Can we use your shirt voodoo like in a positive way? Yeah. Like buy a Brady shirt for next season yeah. and just see what happens. We can try, definitely. I'm up for that. I'm going to buy Gary a Garoppolo shirt for Christmas. Yeah. I, I think it's a real shame uh, for Ruben Foster, but the, it, there does look to be uh, a lot in the case against him. So uh, it's just a case of another young man who can't control his temper. I think it's things. annoying as well because there are signs of his, kind of his character issues coming out of the draft as well. He, I think he, he got sent home from the combine for um, slagging off a nurse in, in the medical test. Oh, yes, that was him. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not like it's a surprise that he's got character concerns. And it's a shame that that was Lynch's first draft and there's going to be kind of a you know a mark on his record a that, big hole yeah. for his record yeah and i think it'll make them probably a little bit more careful this this time around as well i don't think there will be anyone who if anyone has any character issues that'll be a big cross for their name i think lynch so far I was very excited last year um by what they did in the draft and what they did trading wise and foster was a risk but you were talking about a team that were like 2 and 14 or whatever so you take some risks and and sometimes that's what happens. And I know, you know, people, you know, we talk about the Browns all the time being useless. First person to bring up the Browns this time. But, um, you know, you do take risks because you're down there. And, you know, why not? You know, they might come off. They might be a brilliant yeah. player. You know, they took a risk on Josh Gordon. Sometimes it and works he out. he is a brilliant player. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. When he's, he can get him on a pitch, it seems like a great idea. I think the biggest difference going into this year is that there seems to be more leaders on the 49ers team now as well. Garoppolo is going to turn into, well, has come in and been a leader for the offense. It looks like Richard Sherman is going to do the same for the defense. If you go back to this time last year, there are no kind of quality senior players who stood up to be a leader and to coach those younger players coming straight from the draft. No, uh, it's I'm quite I'm quite pleased to see a really like not a positive statement but a strong statement from Lynch that you know uh, if he is guilty he's out and you know I think that that's that's really good uh, management there so yeah um, so other than the, the, the news so shall we move on to the the crux of the episode so the draft. Uh, 
the NFL College Draft, which is oh, yeah. basically the player selection meeting. It used to be called the collegiate draft, but that's a terrible word. Collegiate, so. I think yeah. it's pronounced. Right, I'm not using that. Over to you, Jim. Yeah, so a bit of history. So draft was first held in 1936 at the Ritz-Colton Hotel in Philadelphia. An NFL draft was put in place to provide a fair system whereby teams could select players from college teams without the players themselves opting to sign for those which offered the most money. That, in theory, allowed, um, prevented one team from dominating the others through financial muscle. Over the last 80 years, teams have put huge effort into scouting departments, um, including massive kind of investment in things like background checks. So ex-FBI investigators are now hired by, by NFL teams to look at how, how players are. They go and speak to um, school friends, family, the dinner lady who served them chips on every Friday. There's a massive, massive kind of background check that's done. Held over three days and comprising of seven rounds, teams are free to trade picks amongst themselves as a type of currency to positions to help themselves to select players that may best fit their needs. Uh, teams are given their picks in reverse order to the... Uh, sorry, to reverse order in which that they finished. So the team that finished last last season, the ON16 Browns, will pick first. And the team that won the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, will pick last. Thanks, Jim. Cheers, Jim. That was concise. Not sure about the chips, but... Yeah. I, like, I like that extra bit of info. Uh... It was Jim's uh, finding out what it's like to be reading something, look up, look back down and not know where you are in the, <laughs> in the paragraph. No, um, that's cool, because uh, I also had some questions coming come today about the draft, and that's answered them. So All of them? Most of them. What other questions did you have? Okay, well, I'll think about them at the end. Oh, okay. We're, we're on a roll now. Uh, so, with the draft in my mind, and remembering that... Uh, Thursday, 1am, uh, is when uh, the draft is. Um, we at uh, BBW thought we'd uh, have a player selection meeting of our own. It's the, the pod draft. So, Commissioner Griff, uh, take us through what we're going to be doing over the next hour. <laughs> uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, mainly gentlemen in this room, to the Bill Belichick's world... NFL Pod Draft 2018, live from Brayfield on the Green. I am your commissioner, Griff. I like it. I'm hoping to hear that every pick. That was unscripted as well. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so predictable. I didn't feel I need to predict the script. progression into that one. Yeah, that seems fair. Okay, so in reality, there would be 32 GMs in this room playing and vying for picks, uh, but I've only got four friends or acquaintances or podcast fellows so people you know yeah eight eight picks each uh and we will motor our way through our mock first round uh picks are to be submitted to me within the 60 second window i will be timing we'll do our best vaguely yeah i mean you know we're not going to be shit hot on this but uh please note there are no picks for the rams texans or chiefs in this year's first round uh, I believe the Rams and the Texans don't have a pick until the third round this year. So, uh, trades well, are permitted. Was wasn't he? So, yes, he was. Yeah, and so was Deshaun Watson, I think. Uh, trades are permitted, so we'll see if anyone wants to go full Mike Ditka. And if you don't get the reference, he gave up an entire draft for one player. So, uh, Ricky Williams? That is correct. And he turned out to be 
Wank. So, well done, Mike. Uh, <coughs> when you are ready, gentlemen, I will start the clock, and this year's pod draft will begin. First up will be the Browns, and the Browns GM is, say hello. Hello. Jim. On your mark, gentlemen. Can I just leave it the whole 60 seconds? Yes, you can, absolutely. So, build up the... If you're listening and you wonder, the Browns are after a quarterback. We know this. Uh, they do need a cornerback. And they could do with someone to replace Joe Thomas on the offensive line. So, the pick is in. And with the first pick in the 2018 NFL pod draft, Jim has chosen Sam Darnold, quarterback. He's on the board, gentlemen. I will put him up there. Is anyone surprised? No. Right. Is this, Jim, is this what you think is going to happen in real life? Uh, yes, it is. Um, I think in the last week or so, there's been a lot of chat about Josh Allen perhaps going in there. I don't think the Browns can take that big a risk. They've fucked up too many things in the, in the previous years, and they need to pick the safest, most NFL-ready QB. Sam Darnold's got good leadership abilities. He said he, want, he, he wants to play in, in Browns, in, in Cleveland, sorry. Play in Browns. Play in Browns. <laughs> he very much wants to play in Browns. Brown in Cleveland. Um, and he wants to lead that franchise back to where he thinks they belong, if they belong there. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think if they take a quarterback at one, it, it's probably Darnold. Uh, Paul, you are on the clock with the Giants pick at number two. Uh, how are you feeling about this pick? Are you ready to submit your choice? I mean, it's kind of odd that someone would pick a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you ask the question, is this what the Giants would do? I don't know. I'm not their GM. um, Today you are. The pick is in. And with the second pick in the 2018 NFL pod draft, the Giants have chosen Saquon Barkley running back. I think a lot of people saw that coming. I did hear Paul earlier saying that wasn't going to be the case, <laughs> but he was doing his tell of grinning at me at the same time. So, so uh, John, with the third pick, you are on the clock. Paul, are you happy with your choice of Saquon Barkley at number two? Absolutely, yeah. I think if you look at the stats that he's got in college, if you look at what he did at the Combine, he's going to be high up in the draft. Do I think the Giants are going to do that? I'm not sure. But if I was the GM, that's who I'd be picking. You wouldn't be tempted to take a quarterback at number two? I still think you've got a couple of years left in Eli, and I think looking at the amount of quarterbacks that will go after this, I think this, you, they should be okay. Okay, the third pick is in. and uh, it's a controversial one. And the Jets, the Jets GM, Dick Hurts, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> has chosen with the third selection quarterback... Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Ooh. That's a big that's a big leap. Uh, I I'm not sure many people saw that coming. Yeah, that's how I have it. You have it as well, dear. I'm not sure. I was uh, I was going to pick Josh Allen until about an hour ago. And I'm just convinced I think if you go on talent, I think you go in Mayfield. And um, he's going to be boom or bust in New York, right? Mayfield. Yeah, give, me, give him some time, sit behind McCowan and Bridgewater. And, uh, but yeah, I reckon the, you go on talent and you pick Mayfield. Plus he has a good nickname in Broadway Baker. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works. Uh, Jim, with the fourth pick, you, you have the Browns. You are on the clock. And we have a trade. We do. We do have a trade. 
I'll let you explain it, Jim. So the Browns are going to trade with the Bills. Um, the Browns give up the fourth, uh, fourth overall selection. The Bills give up their 12th and 22nd selection this year uh, and also a third-round pick next year. Yep. Okay, that all seems fair and above board, gentlemen. So what have we got for us with the Bills? So the Bills, after moving up, take Josh Allen. Oh, it is a quarterback-heavy draft at the top here. We thought it might be. Uh, and in reality, this is the most likely trade, I think. Uh, would anyone else disagree with that? No, I think that's a good trade. I think it's a good pick. Um, Josh Allen, massive arm. going to work well in the Northeast. Yeah, I had a massive arm. I think he's a very, very strong quarterback, very balanced. And I think for someone like Buffalo, trying to rebuild around a proper franchise quarterback, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks yeah, they can take. With an arm like that, playing in that weather as well. Absolutely. I agree. A little bit surprised that we haven't seen Josh Rosen's name yet. So we'll see. Uh, with the fifth pick in this year's draft, the Broncos. Gary, you are on the clock again. So... Um, the Broncos have traded away from the fifth pick. Okay. Um, so um, that has been traded um, to the New York, uh, the New England Patriots for their 23rd and 31st picks, as well as a 63rd pick and a 95th round pick as well. A 95th pick. So, so the Patri- Patriots have moved up to number five. Yep. So given around so at least two, two, two round ones, a round two and a round three. Oh, this is a big surprise. So the Patriots take with the fifth pick in the draft quarterback Josh Rosen. I am stunned. I I do not see him I'm being a Belichick man, but I'm not saying that's what they will do. I'm just saying that's what I would do because uh they have only have a limited time of Brady left. The years of waiting for Garoppolo to uh replace him are gone I think uh, they need they could they could they should get a quarterback in now have him sit behind Brady and uh, then uh, have some succession planning I think that's a very astute trade and pick gentlemen I am very pleased to see this is going well so far Uh, with the sixth pick in the draft we have the Colts they are on the clock so nobody thought the Colts would pick a kicker with the sixth <laughs> overall pick. <laughs> Mainly because they have Adam, 59-year-old Vinatieri, who still seems to be one of the best kickers in the league, right? Yeah, but, you know, succession planning and all that. So <laughs> For a kicker. That's right. <laughs> I always okay. feel you need a couple. It's a fair plan. The pick is in. And with the sixth pick, the Colts have taken Bradley Chubb. Ooh, I like it. That is a very good pick. That fills a huge need for the Colts. Does anyone believe the Colts are going to trade down from that pick in reality, though? I think the the thing is, the way we've traded is, you know, it's who of us spoke to each other and decided to move some, some trades around. The idea is we just don't know who's going to trade no. up. We don't know who decides that they want that quarterback like you don't in any no, other no. drafts, and that's the thing. So this is giving you one scenario. We just ne- we've got no idea who's going to trade into what yet. So No, absolutely not. But we would suggest that this is one of the biggest needs for the Colts. They have to sort the defence out. Whichever quarterback they end up playing this year, the defence gives up 
too many points. The Broncos um, could choose to stay where they where they are where they are and take Chubb because um, I think he'll potentially still be around. But obviously, they need a lot in lots of positions. So then, they, if they can get four picks off the Patriots for one player, that's you know, or yeah. whoever, of then course, that's a great trade. I think it's the same with the Browns as well. They could stay where they were, and they could have picked up a blue chip player. I think they've got too many needs on their team, and it makes sense to trade down and pick up another couple of players. I think the Bills are the most likely team to trade into the top 10, though. I think um, they have so to. one way or another, Absolutely. I think they're going to be in there. I think that's a great call. Uh, the Bucks are on the clock with the seventh pick. Uh, John, I am waiting for your selection. As he ambles his way around the room with his piece of paper, because we are very old school here. <laughs> GM, I pee a lot for the Bucks. <laughs> Takes, <coughs> excuse me, running back, Sonny Michelle. A replacement, no doubt, for wow, Doug Martin. That is early. That, Very early. That's that it's a little bit of a reach. That's a little bit of a reach, but they do need the new Doug Martin. They need a better Doug Martin. So I, I understand the pick. They need to help Winston. Sorry, I'm not speaking to Mike. But early, it is early, but uh, I just like him, and I think he'll do a good job. Uh, fair enough. His college footage is outstanding. I mean, talking to you know, John promotes his um, Tinder profile on here. We've been speaking to some of the women, and he has a habit of coming early. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that little Sunny Michelle first thing. Uh, with the eighth pick, the Bears are on the clock. On the Bears, the Bears, Gary. This this is this is getting professional and quick now. Nobody has taken more than their sixty seconds either. I'm sure that that's. <laughs> I'm sure that's supposed to be a funny GM name on there, but I can't read it. We, you re- it says Pussy Witch. Pussy Witch. Okay, so GM Pussy Witch for the Bears. I also can't read who you've selected. Do read. Do read it out for me. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Okay, uh, I'm liking that choice. Uh, do we feel the Bears have, have really got to build big this year? Do you see the competition in their division is now so much stronger? Yeah, and I, I think um, they really need to look at, at cornerback as well. There's no star players out there for them at the moment. Um, you know, I think some sites have got him drafted or well, set as low as three in his position. I think he's the best cornerback in the draft, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you've got a chance to take him. Cornerbacks, when you get great cornerbacks, they are hard to come by. They often earn a lot of money to trade for, so uh, I think it's a good good one to pick. That's now a decent backfield for for the Bears as well. They, they re-signed Carl Fuller and now match him up with Denzel Ward. Hugely surprised he's gone ahead of Minka Fitzpatrick, though. No, uh, I'm not. I think I think your Fitzpatrick's probably falling. He's probably a, you know he's got a curse of being a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. He can play him at safety, at cornerback, nickel corner. That's probably who, who was the guy last year in the draft that, that got labelled the same thing? I, I can't think who it was. There was a player last year who got labelled the same thing. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, the running back for the Panthers. They didn't know whether to play yeah, a wide McCaffrey, receiver or, yeah. or, or running back. Uh, and what about Joshua Jackson? We've not seen him come off the board. I thought he'd be off the board yeah, by now. It's too early for him. And he didn't have a great combine. No, that is true. He did not have a great combine. Oh, oh, we have our next pick. So with the ninth pick in the draft. The Niners with Jim take Quinton Nelson. Uh, Jim, would you like to explain that for me? Yeah, this was, uh, to be honest with you, I'm actually surprised he's still there. Um, and when I realised he was there, that's probably the quickest I'm going to write a name on a piece of paper today. Um, they've invested 120 odd million in Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got to protect him. Nelson is by far the best offensive line uh, player in the draft. 
you can put him straight in at guard. He is going to feel a big need, um, and he's going to protect the quarterback. That is what it's all about. Uh, you've got to keep Jimmy G upright, so seems like a fair pick to me. Uh, with the 10th pick, the Raiders, are you prepared for your selection, Paul? So nobody thought the Raiders. Um, <laughs> Raiders are the ones that have done it in the past. Yeah, so um, no, I've tried to be sensible. You have indeed tried. <laughs> How many times have you taken to write a rude GM name on here and the best you could do with was Soggy Biscuit? <laughs> really? That's, uh, that's my next one. <laughs> well, we both know you love to share a Soggy Biscuit. So uh, with the 10th pick in the draft... The Raiders select Rokan Smith, Rokan Smith, Rokan Smith. It's good, not good a pick. name I've known how to pronounce. I've just seen him as R Smith a lot of the time. That is a good pick. Fourth and inches done prep. That's a good it, pick. It does like appear that. that he has indeed done prep. Uh, yeah. So, would you like to run me through your thinking there, or have you just picked someone you've heard other people talking about? So, looking at the team's needs, I think you know the. Looking at the Raiders, <laughs> I've taken a pick off you, haven't I, Gary? <laughs> it was, no, I had it between him and Denzel, uh, Denzel Ward. That was, that was my pick between the two for the Bears. So, good pick. What wins championships? Commissioner Griff. Defence. And I think the Raiders have a decent defence, but I think this is an upgrade that's needed and can hopefully move them forward. They are desperately in need of good linebacking in that team. Uh are we all agreed that he is the top linebacking prospect? Yeah, it was, yeah, my, it was sure. my first pick at linebacker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, we're on to the 11th pick. Uh, I believe this is John. Uh, and <coughs> I'm not reading out Queef Biscuit. Well, I am, turns out I am reading out Queef Biscuit. Uh, so, with the 11th pick, the Dolphins pick Vita Vey. Is that how we pronounce it? Have I got it right? Vita Vey. Uh, sounds like a... TV show character, but uh, yeah, John, do you want to run me through this quick selection for the Dolphins? Yeah, uh, they need uh, some help on defense, and he's looks like he's going to fill a hole. He is an enormous chap. Yeah, uh, replacing Sue, who uh, is gone. So. Yeah, uh, obviously they do need to fill that massive gap. So. Yeah. Uh, is this the key need for the Dolphins, or have they got so many needs? That I think they have uh, so many needs, but help help on defense uh, is a good place to start. Anybody at the table believe that the Dolphins sneak in and grab a quarterback in the first round and then get rid of Tannehill? Surprise me! But one, I don't uh, yeah, I, I think if one falls, possibly. Um, I think they've said they're not going to trade up, but what they say and what they do, they could take Lamar Jackson there, take a chance. And if they like him, is Tannehill playing somewhere else in the season? Because I don't think I don't think Gase is sold on Tannehill at all. I think if he takes Lamar Jackson, he'll keep Tannehill and then see what happens during the season. Yeah, at least for a year, I'd say. Okay, seems fair. Uh, number twelve, the Bills. You are on the clock. No, no. The Browns. Oh, sorry, I apologise. The Browns are on the clock. Oh, and we're prepared for it. The Browns take. Oh, I can't always pronounce these names. Jair, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander. Apologies. Uh, so that's a, a cornerback for, from Louisville. It's one of the Browns' needs. Um, they sent Jason McCourtney over to over to New England, so it's uh, definitely a replacement for him. 
This was a toss-up between him and Josh Jackson. Um, Jay Alexander was injured for a lot in 2017, but actually in 2016, um, he put up some really good numbers. He showed up really well in the combine, and I think he looks the better bet um, at that position. So we are really skipping over Minka Fitzpatrick. He is falling fast. This is going to be one of the surprises on the day if no one's taken him, because he has been rated to go very highly. Uh, there's going to be a lot of surprise faces if he doesn't go in the top 10. Uh, 13th pick is the Redskins. Redskins, you are on the clock. Come on, Jim. Faster, faster. <laughs> he hasn't done this much handwriting since he was at school, which for Jim was further ago than the rest of us, I believe. <laughs> he is old. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jimothy. The Redskins take... Oh, I like it. This is a good choice. Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker. They need so many things at the Redskins. Jim, what's your thinking here? Yeah, there's a lot of needs for the Redskins. There's a lot of places I could have gone with that. Um, I think kind of in some of the mock drafts I've done, I've had Tremaine Edmonds going to the 49ers, um, but with Quinton Nelson there, that was he kind of trumped him. Um, he's 19 years old, this guy. He's big for the, for the linebacker size he, um, position. He's got size. He's got speed. He can play inside linebacker. He can rush the passer from the outside. Um, he's a tremendous uh, prospect. Um, could be a pro, a pro ball player in the first couple of years. That is uh, that's saying a lot. You're, you're quite confident in your pick. I like to see that. Uh, 14th pick is the Packers. Uh, needs a cornerback uh, on the offensive line and someone to replace Jordy Nelson, really. So what have we got going for us at the Packers? So... Uh, this is mine. So, is it a kicker? No, I thought I've had a. F- I've gone for a punter this time. <laughs> I've taken the punt. Yeah. So, <laughs> Captain Twatty bollocks for the Packers. <laughs> I like it. It's uh, it's original. We haven't had that, that name yet. Uh, we have selected Michael Gallup whose name I also can't spell properly onto my system. Uh, Paul, what's your thinking here? I saw it as a they need a replacement for Jordy Nelson. You've got um, Rogers coming back and just increasing the number of threats that Rogers can throw to. I think it's a team that I feel could... I just think they could do with a, a quick... Is he the standout wide receiver in this group? Because no. he, he wouldn't have been mine. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Cortland Sutton. Uh, he seems to be one that's coming up very fast. And uh, Cedric Wilson as well, recently, has been getting a lot more of a push. So I'm surprised to see Michael Gallup go top of this wide receiver group. So the reason I've gone for Gallup more than anything else was just purely it's speed. Speed. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I mean, basically, we're agreed the Packers need to start helping Aaron Rodgers out in a big way. He's got a very small window left now to win that next Super Bowl, right? Uh, with the 15th pick, the Cardinals, you are on the clock. I can see John and whatever name he's written down racing across the room towards me already. <laughs> Fanny Tart. <laughs> oh, Fanny Fart. Well, your handwriting needs words. I, 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 oh, should, have, yeah. I should have known better. Oh, not a surprise for me, this one. With, with, no. the, uh, with the 15th pick, the Cardinals take quarterback Lamar Jackson. 
I think there's a very good chance of this happening. Seeing as they have the oft-injured Sam Bradford. Well, let's see. You, just, you, you need... Some and isn't his backup uh, the fellow from the Bears last year? Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. God, well, no one really wants to see play. inspire confidence, does it? I mean, so, luckily, they don't have... Apart from Fitzgerald, they don't have really anyone to throw it to. So what we're saying is by game three, Lamar Jackson's on the field. Well, I think basically they've got to rely on his cannon arm to throw it high enough so he can run and catch it himself. Other That's a fair that, point. I think they're screwed. Uh, but yeah, uh, they have loads of uh, needs, but quarterbacks... There was talk of, of Jackson dropping a lot further in the draft. Uh, are we all reasonably confident that by the 15th pick he is off the board? I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not, but uh, of the of the ones he's the one I, I quite like, actually. So I, I know you like him, Griff. I do, I think, yeah. I think someone will either love him, like you do, and think he is a really t- real talent, or he will drop to maybe the, the la- late second round. I don't know. That I think, far? I, I think this is probably the place he's going to go. I, th- I, I think this is the perfect pick for the Cardinals. Um, I could see this happening on Thursday yeah. night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with we'll the see. 16th pick, the Ravens are on the clock. Ravens, GM, are you ready? You are ready. So the Ravens, uh, they've got, again, a fair few holes to uh, contend with. Wide receiver is a big one, although they have taken Willie Sneed this week in free agency, as we discussed earlier. They do need a tight end and a linebacker. Uh, Gary has chosen Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. And uh, what's the thinking behind Calvin? So I think he is the best wide receiver in the draft. Um you know, he, he's super quick. He does drop the odd ball. His, his um, completion rate's not always the best, but okay. he's got the best um, in terms of deep uh, running. He's got the best average of any wide receiver in the draft. Oh, really? So if you're going to put... I know Flacco's not going to be there forever, but this guy, he's six foot one, 190 pounds, and I think he is the best wide receiver in he, the draft. He's, he's the best route runner. Yeah, in the, the best in the route runner as well. well. Yeah, uh, he's got great potential. He, he didn't catch um, as many passes in college because, quite frankly, the quarterback at Alabama was a bit terrible. So that's why his was stats that Jalen Hurts possibly. Yeah. Um, other thing about this pick is Ozzie Newsom loves Alabama players. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's from Alabama, so you know. I think this will happen. This with with, the, with the, the justification you've given, I think this is a great pick. Um, do we? We had this conversation before on the podcast. Do we believe Joe Flacco plays all season, or do we think that he either gets injured or is replaced? Because I think he's on borrowed time. He's, I think he'll get injured just because uh, he's been injured the last couple of years, uh, and it's back issues as well. They don't tend to heal that quickly, so I think. At some point, we're going to see maybe RG3 uh, out there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. thank you. For, for the 17th pick, the Chargers. Uh, there's a few holes here. Defensive tackle, linebacker, defensive line. Basically, they need to keep patching the defence because we know the offence can score points. So uh, we're all confident that uh, they're not going to try, try and pick Philip Rivers' replacement this year? Anyone? I think if... If Jackson does fall that far, I think it's a possibility, but no. Okay, so with the uh, 17th pick, the Chargers have taken Daron Payne. Darren Payne. <laughs> Darren Payne. Uh, Jim, we're happy with this selection. Are we, we, would you have taken him, or have you been forced into this now as we get further into the first round? No, I think 
Um, I wanted to go defensive tackle this. It was between him and Vita Vea, uh, who went to the Dolphins. Um, the defensive line and charges is great on either side. They've got Melvin Ingram and, um, and Bosa on, 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 on each side. They do lack a big, powerful presence right down the middle to stuff the run. Payne does that. He'll, he's not great at rushing the passer from the inside, but he does stop the run. Um, and I think kind of with him in there, Bosa one side, Ingram the other side, that's a heck of a defensive line now. I would agree. I think that's an excellent selection. I saw a little bit of his uh, play this year for Alabama, and basically no one goes through him. So, um, it, you know, that, that team, I really think, underachieved last year. Um, so I, I suspect the Chargers will be very good this year. Uh, with the 18th pick, the Seattle Seahawks and Paul select... So it's a little bit... Um, no, to be fair, I've actually tried to pick quite sensibly again. <laughs> Peter File. That's what we've gone with. <laughs> GM. <laughs> it's a it's a good one. It's 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 a good one. Uh, what I'm not sure what your handwriting says. It says player selection Mike McGlinchy. McGlinchy. And what position is he? I haven't put him in my system yet. He's an offensive tackle. Oh, okay. So we are making an offensive wall now for Russell Wilson to hopefully stand behind. Is this right? About time, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He can't keep running around forever and not getting injured, right? And and the guy's just. A, a monster. An actual so, monster? 6'8", 315. Just, I think, they need... They, they need, need another four of him? Pretty much, but I think one of him is a start. Okay. Uh, pro, I, I've heard this guy talked about, now I've seen his name written down, as a pro bowler in the first season. They believe he is an excellent offensive tackle. So, Notre Dame... <laughs> They tend to throw out some very good players. There's two already, I think, taken in our mock first round. Uh, yeah, Quentin Nilsson was the other one, wasn't he? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys are, are, have excellent debut seasons. I think uh, they've got a good chance of that. The Cowboys with the 19th pick in the draft. And here comes John up to my slightly less than grandiose podium. <laughs> Jerry Jones is a twat, is the GM. Uh, I like it. <laughs> ah, here's my player, uh, wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. The replacement for Des Bryant? Nah. <laughs> Des <Yeah>. who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, they've got a big hole to fill there, so uh, he seems quite an impressive they, they need someone who can get some chemistry with Dak, right? Because clearly it wasn't there with Des. No, uh, and, but yeah, they've got a massive hole to fill with wide receiver. So, yeah. He was actually getting more out of, uh, what's his name, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley. than he was well, out of Cole Des. Cole Beasley, you know, he's got, a, he's got an album drop in this year, so how distracted is he going to be? Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. What sort of album? Country, I assume. He's a rapper, isn't he? Rapper, yeah. Really? Rapper. Yeah, like Clint Dempsey. Oh, okay. I, I, I was unaware of shit. this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, do you know what, I, I think uh, before the... When it, when it comes out, we'll, we'll give it a review. I, I think it's only fair. Uh, the Lions are on the clock with the 20th pick, looking for a defensive end, a tight end, to replace the now-departed Eric Ebron. He's not dead, he's just gone. Uh, and a running back to supplement LeGarrette Blunt. So, Lions... Who? LeGarrette <laughs> Le- Le- Blunt. We have heard it. Le- 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 Blunt. 
Yeah, Jim has uh, struggled this week hearing another podcast, uh, not that he should be listening to another podcast, but hearing another podcast mispronounce his name many, many times. Okay. We don't do that on this podcast. <laughs> no, we do not. Oh. The Last Cowboys made an excellent selection. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the 20th pick, the Lions take Nick Chubb. I think this is an excellent choice. Yeah. Uh, would you like to justify this for me? So, I think he's a very good running back. Um, he's So, last year, 2017, he no fumbles in 227 touches from scrimmage. Really? That is the kind of player that I would want to play in, in the NFL. Broke 44 tackles from 178 carries. This guy is oh, a Oh, yes, he's the Bulldogs uh, running back. Absolute yes, now machine. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I'm surprised he didn't go first. I think... Um, He's had some injury issues, hasn't he? He has, but you saw that with Fournette. Sometimes, you know, running backs get injury issues. If you can manage those properly, as long as they're not serious things. Um, I was surprised that Sonny Michel went before Nick Chubb. For, for what it's worth, I think if Nick Chubb is available, the Lions will take him because I don't think LeGarrette Blunt carries a team at running back. He's a hammer. He'll score you a lot of touchdowns if you give him the chance. But they need someone to carry the team at running back, and, and Nick Chubb would be an excellent choice. So, yeah, if he falls that far, I, I, I would agree. I think the Lions take him. Uh, with the 21st pick overall, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And the pick is in. You guys are efficient today. We are, we are ripping through this. Uh, oh, what have you written there? <laughs> You're taking Will Hernandez? That is correct. Uh, why are we taking Will Hernandez? He's a guard. He is a guard out of Texas El Paso, um, that you know, well-known college. Um, Bengals have got a lot of talent on their team, apart from Andy Dalton. <laughs> but that, that, that's one problem they have is Andy Dalton. He, he does need a bit more time to, to throw the ball. They've brought in um, the Bills tackle, Cordy, no, not Cordy Glenn. Yes, it is Cordy Glenn um, to shore up the tackle position. Uh, Will Hernandez is a beast of a guard. Um, he's got great character, but he is huge. He will be a real fun guard to watch, and that's saying something for our offensive line. Yeah. He will absolutely <laughs> maul people. Um, one of the reasons I took this, the, the, the Bengals running game, I think, had an average of 3.6 yards per attempt last year. It wasn't year, good. Which is not good. They need help on the inside. Hernandez will open up holes uh, for Joe Mixon to run through. And, and it will be Joe Mixon's year at running back for them this year, right? Because Jeremy Hill has gone. He's yeah, now I a Patriot, so. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so Joe Mixon's going to have a lot more opportunities to carry, right? Yeah, I think he showed some flashes last year, but I just think he didn't. There wasn't those those holes for him to run through. I think a decent guard in there will help. I, I know it's straying slightly from the point, but does anybody else think that the problem at running back for the Bengals might be the fact that no one is worried about the quarterback? I.e., nobody is thinking we've got a scheme for Andy Dalton, so they can watch and see what the running backs do. Uh, I was really surprised when the Bengals allowed McCarron to walk away and haven't replaced him. So they might be looking for someone as well. I think it's too early for them to move. And I don't mean, I think the thing is, there's two or three teams, isn't there, in round one that have two picks. Yes. And that means that those teams have all the power to move up. Mm-hmm. Anybody else is going to be offering first rounders for next year and all that kind of stuff. Teams might not want that. You know, they, they get picks this year. Um, people like Denver, people like the Giants people like the Colts, they're the teams that people can target to say, right, we'll take your top five pick 
and we're going to give you three or four picks in this draft, and then you can go and rebuild. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think that some people have enough strength in this draft to move up. No, I, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, with the 27th, 27th, 22nd pick overall, sorry, I'm wishing time away here, uh, the Browns, you are on the clock, and you have selected Colton Miller. Miller, yeah. The handwriting from some of you people is atrocious. We're doing this in a hurry, mate. Yeah, come on, 60 seconds. Of Colton Miller. Uh, Jim, over to you again for your justification for Colton Miller. Um, yeah, I mean, this is quite an easy one. Um, Joe Staley retired. Not Joe Staley, that's 49ers. Uh, Joe Thomas retired. Yes, and has he? He's not retired, no, sorry. Joe Thomas has retired. He didn't buy his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Thomas has retired. He's retired. On the cusp of the Browns being halfway decent. Yeah, but anyway. They, they've obviously brought in Tyra Taylor, and now I've taken Sam Darnold. They've got to protect him. They need a replacement. Uh, Colton Miller needs some work. Uh, he needs to have a good offensive line coach, but there is a lot of potential there. Um, I think his pro player comparison has been Nate Solder. Um, oh, really? So, if he can be as good as him, I think the Browns will be very happy. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, the Browns with Hugh Jackson in charge, are we convinced that all this potential is going to be wasted, or do we think he's got half a chance of being uh, decent this year? Oh, the silence is well, deafening. Wanna, you want to say that, yeah, that, that if there's a, a sound plan in mind, and, you know, they're, they're obviously spent quite big uh, bringing in players but it's still the the Hugh Jackson quandary isn't it it's still Hugh Jackson the, the man who led them to a 0-16 and a 1-15 season is now in charge of he's 1-31 yeah he's 1-31 no coach who has been 1-31 uh, over two years has ever then had a winning season I would I would bet that I would imagine that if Bill Belichick lost every game for the next 40 years, he'd still have a better record than Hugh Jackson. Poor Hugh Jackson. Uh, with the 23rd pick, the Denver Broncos, in a pick acquired from the Bills, uh, Patriots, sorry, Patriots, earlier, yeah. have selected cornerback Josh Johnson. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, sorry. Sorry, no, the, the handwriting is bad. I apologise. Josh Jackson, absolutely. This, I assume, is the replacement for Aqib Tlaib. Yeah, and I think I'm amazed that Josh Jackson has fallen this low, if I'm honest with you. I don't know that that will happen. I would agree. I, I can't also believe he can't there. believe he hasn't gone higher up. But uh, the justification for Denzel Ward was good, so I can see that happening, and Jair Alexander as well. I think... There's not much to choose from. It's the Minka Fitzpatrick thing for me. Everyone's been raving about him. You guys are steering well clear. So we'll see if somebody takes him in the first round. If he doesn't go in the first round in real life, I will be stunned. Uh, Panthers, with the 24th selection, you are on the clock. Uh, there are a few needs for the Panthers. Uh, wide receiver being key. Uh, and then a lot of work on defence as well. <laughs> Mike is gay and that's okay <laughs> for the Panthers. Uh, oh, I'm not be sure how to pronounce this. I know his first name is Keki. I believe the last name is Kuti. Is this right? Yeah. Keke Kuti? That, that's who I've gone for. Okay. Wide receiver. Uh, I take it you're just hoping there's going to be a good enough weapon for Cam Newton to get back into some sort of rhythm of being Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at some of the players that, you know, some of when, when the Panthers have been decent in, in my opinion yeah, I'm not saying they had a bad season last season but you look at some of the players that they've had you know the Ted Ginn Kelvin Benjamin you want somebody who can get the get the ball down down the field I 
I, that's why I've gone for Kiki Cootie. It's a great name as well. I know you like that. And, you know, I, I wasn't drafting on name. I mean, if we have a look at this, this is someone who um, is ranked second in the draft class. Um, he, from some of the stats that I've been looking at, it's speed and quickness, and he's fourth best in the nation for catching deep targets. So I thought that was someone who would work with the Panther scheme. I think that's an excellent justification. Uh, with the 25th pick, the Tennessee Tetons are on the clock. And there's some furious scribbling happening now that Jim has realised he hasn't <laughs> written down his, his draft <laughs> choice for the Tetons. Uh, actually, this team have acquired a lot in free agency. They've done very well, bolstered just about everything they needed to. Uh, edge rusher is key. They do need to be a little bit more powerful on defence. Let's see uh, what Jim thinks. He's chosen Marcus Davenport. Jim. Yeah, so I was trying to figure out if this would be a good place for Fitzpatrick, but they actually loaded at safety. Um, the other safety we've not mentioned is Derwin James, who is quality and shouldn't fall this far either, but there you go. Um, Marcus Davenport, a defensive edge rusher. Um, Hang on, I had, I had notes on it on in some way. Uh, uh, Tennessee play a four-three scheme, um, so he's going to fit very nicely into that. Uh, he's quite raw, he's quite young, um, but they've got Mike Vrabel as coach, his defensive-minded coach. Um, they need an edge rusher. I think this is the best potential edge, edge rusher edge rusher on the board currently. I would agree. I think he's an excellent prospect from what I've read about him. Uh, I think it was between him and, and Harold Landry. So yeah. that's, that's who I yeah, had yeah. my yeah, last yeah. pick. If it was, if um, if um, Jackson hadn't been there, I'd have been going free for those two players. Yeah, so I, I think it's a really good call. I, I mean, I know we had a little bit of uh, spa last year between who was better, the Jags and the Tetons. The Jags came out just on top of that. Just fairly well on top of that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say. The mighty Blake Bortles just, just but vanquished. At the, the moment in the off season, I would say the Tetons have done. Better work so far, yeah, in my opinion. They can build, yeah, round, they do. build round but balls, can't you? That's true. We shall see. The uh, Jags don't pick for another three or four choices. So, yeah. with the 26th selection, the Atlanta Falcons. Fourth and inches. Over to you, Paul. Is it, is some there, there's a lot players. of research going on. He's <laughs> furiously cycling through the players. Uh, oh, the pick is in, and it's. <laughs> You've just gone with Paul. That's completely thrown me this time. There's no funny GM. I was like trying to read that. So <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons have chosen Dallas Godent. Goddard. Goddard. I am terrible at pronunciation of names. Uh, Paul, why have you chosen this player? I think there's a gap in their team with, um, forgive me if I mispronounce this, um, Toilolo going to the Lions. So I think this is, you know, I, I'm still not utterly convinced with Austin Hooper. So I felt they had a need at tight end. And from the research I've been doing, I could see he was the best one in there. So decent catching ability, decent blocking ability can kind of do everything you need him to do. So I thought overall best tight end prospect and first tight end that we've picked. Did so anyone else feel Austin Hooper was very disappointing last year? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think the Falcons have ever really replaced Tony Gonzalez from a few years back. How do you replace Tony That's Gonzalez? Exactly what I was going to say. How do you replace probably the best tight end of all time. Mm. That's a bit of a stretch. (laughs) That shows whereabouts you were brought up watching American football. Uh, Okay, well, we'll we'll leave that that to gestate. That's fine. With the 27th pick, 
the New Orleans Saints require maybe a tight end or a wide receiver or someone else on the O-line to protect the, I believe he's now re-signed, Drew Brees. Uh, Dingleberry for the New Orleans Saints takes Orlando Brown. I think this is a good choice. John, uh, would you like to run me through your thinking here? Um, just, I, I want to keep Breeze upright. And uh, Orlando Brown might, will help do that. I, I think that's an excellent choice. I, I think he's going to be good. Uh, you know, um, there were other offensive uh, tackles that are out that were there. And I just yeah, I'm surprised Connor Williams hasn't been selected yet. Uh I've read a lot of yeah. very positive things about him and his leadership. Uh, but Orlando Brown, I've seen his name right up there. So, yeah. you know, the experts would tend to agree with you. Um, I'm not sure he goes this early. But, you know, your justification is good. They they must... They've got, like, two more years, maybe? You've got two more years of Breeze. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they've still got Michael Thomas as a wide receiver, you know. With a, a oh, they're, they're loaded for options, but they just need to keep Breeze... But, Breeze, going for two keep, years. Keep Breeze upright. You know he's forty, so keep him. That's what, that was my thinking. Fair enough. Uh, with the twenty-eighth selection in the draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. I believe there is some furious research going on for the Steelers. Well, there's just well, a few. Done. There's a few players available. I wasn't expecting to be available. Yeah, and, so, and this is the fun. Your sixty seconds is slowly winding its way down. So. That's fine. Uh, John, are you done with selections, are you? I've, I'm all done, yeah. I traded my Are mind. you pleased with your uh, catch, if you will? Um, I'm not displeased. Not displeased. That's the best you can come up with. Uh, oh, uh, finally, he is here. G-Lo for the Steelers selects... Minka Fitzpatrick. Surprised to see him still uh, on the board? Yeah, so um, I had uh, Rashawn um, Evans down um, to go to the Steelers um, when I did my when I did my picks. Um, I thought uh, Minka Fitzpatrick would easily be gone. Um, there are obviously some concerns with him, um, but you know he, he is a very very strong player, and I think the the Steelers need a bit more. St- Steel, Steel. defence. Well, they got I started saying it, and then I was like, "Do I want to go here?" <laughs> they don't know when they're getting Shazier back, and uh, yeah, they they didn't look quite as the Steelers should on yeah. defence last year. You hear numbers like this: thirty-eight solo tackles in twenty seventeen. Really, now, I know that's not against NFL players, but making solo tackles that doesn't always happen that much in the NFL. Will so they play him at safety? Because not necessarily, he's very hybrid. Yeah, I think I think they could use him in in different places against you know when they're on different places on the pitch. If they want to be aggressive, they can use him at safety. Yeah, um, or they can use him at cornerback and use some of those other skills as well. So I think there's options with him. Um, clearly, few people have been concerned with him towards coming into the draft. But I'm seeing a lot of drafts that say that he goes easily within the top ten, if not the top fifteen. I am astounded he was still on the board. So I think this is an excellent pick for the Steelers if he's there uh, with the 29th pick overall. The Jacksonville Jaguars are ready to make their selection. And it's Derwin James. I, uh, I'm also surprised that he is still there. I know we can't select everybody up front, but uh, I know you had some trouble with this pick, Jim. You weren't sure where to go. Uh, what's your feeling on Derwin James? Yeah, so I wasn't going to pick a safety at all on this pick, um, but he's the best player available, and he's too good to let drop out of the first round or even any further on, on, on this first round. I was going to look for a tight end for Blake Bortles. Um, I think he could be 
he could really do one. I know they've signed Austin Safarian Jenkins, but you know he's not that great. Or I was looking on the the offensive line to give him more protection. Derwin James is quite frankly a, a stud of a player. Um, there's the, he he won't go this late. Very fit. Um, he's a leader. He's going to be an incredible safety in the NFL. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. I think that's fair. I mean, earlier on, you did text me to say you were thinking about trading Blake Bortles away and getting in another quarterback in the first round, but uh, <laughs> but it didn't happen. I fake guess. news. <laughs> fake news. With the 30th selection in uh, the Bill Belichick's World NFL pod draft, the Vikings are on the clock. Are we ready for the Vikings selection? Yeah, but I'm going to make you wait. I've got 60 yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to use just, don't forget, back in the 90s, the Vikings were the team that two years running missed their pick in the first round. Well, I've got my time. I'm going to take it. Yeah, well, you everyone else 45 seconds to go. This, so, you know. Is I, I, everyone all right? Everyone <laughs> so, the Vikings are after some O-line help, uh, cornerback and safety help. But I think we're all agreed this is a very strong team already uh, and probably a Super Bowl contender. With Kirk Cousins there, you'd imagine they've got to do as well as they did you. The pick is in. Uh, a lot of nodding there from people, by the way, doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> Mike Hughes. Paul, take me through what you're thinking with Mike Hughes there, please. I saw a clear need with Terence Newman going. I felt they needed a just a I felt they needed a really high quality cornerback and from what I've seen of the stats of Mike Hughes, I think that is a high quality cornerback. So wasn't beaten for a pass longer than 21 yards all season Um, and looking at this he surrendered only 273 yards in coverage all season I think this is someone who could be a very very high quality cornerback and that's I saw a need in cornerback so that's why I went there I think that's excellent justification Uh, where did Terence Newman go to Uh, I can't remember still a free agent he's still not been not been picked up is he just wanting too much money for what he is well, yeah, I mean, he's, I think so. He's but, 39. Yeah. Okay, so do we think he's just holding out there hoping somebody gets injured and he gets picked up? Or is it just a case of he hasn't retired yet? No. Uh, there's nodding again. I believe I believe that's the case. Okay. Uh, well, with their second pick in the first round, acquired from the Patriots, the 31st pick overall, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. Oh, and the pick is ready. Am I going to be able to read this one? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, read, read this one out. Sorry, Gary. I, I know you've, unfortunately enough, you're having to write in pencil. Darius Geis. Yeah, is that how we're going with it? Geis. Geis, okay. Darius Geis. And why are we going with Darius Geis? Because, like Jim said earlier, most people expect him to be the second running back that go, either him or Chubb. Um, he's a very good runner. Um, he didn't have such a good year last year. Before that, he was averaging over four yards per carry. Um, so I think he's um, a good runner, and the Broncos need a run game. CJ Anderson is gone, he's we were gone. discussing earlier. So, so I absolutely think they will try and take a running back in the first round. Yeah, so and I think far. if you look at who, who they've taken for that trade down already, yeah. with a second round and a third round has come, so did I take previously for the Broncos? Uh, f- earlier on, the Broncos took... Colton uh, Miller. Uh, yeah. No, no. So uh, Josh they Jackson. Were, oh, yeah, Josh sorry. Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. Josh Jackson and Geis for trading away that pick as well as a second rounder and a third rounder. Well, uh, if it worked like that, really. that is definitely winning. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was very impressed with what I saw in terms of the research on Geis. So I was convinced that 
I was going to get Barkley second. But if I didn't, I was going to go for Geis because I just felt there was some injury liability issues around Nick Chubb. Picking so, up Geis and, and Jackson basically takes away the loss of uh, Akeem Talib and CJ Anderson. That's a fantastic rebuild job if the Broncos did manage to pull this off in the first round. Uh, well done, you. Yeah, uh, he's, th- he's, he's a great running back. He comes from a stable of good running backs from LSU, so he had Lennon yeah, Fournette, Fournette there yeah, bef- beforehand. Um, he, same ankle injuries, probably. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Uh, he's a great, powerful runner. He wasn't throwing the ball much in, in college, but he can catch the ball. Um, so He only dropped three complete passes to yeah. him in his time in college. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, with the 32nd and final pick in the NFL pod draft, the Eagles are on the clock. Last year's Super Bowl champions. Gary, your pick is in. And again, uh, Rashawn Evans. Evans. I'm sorry, that, that so, it's 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 not not your fault. So uh, potentially, I was going to take a tight end, but Paul took the best tight end slightly earlier. Um, they do also need linebackers. I think anybody needs great line, linebackers, and there is. This is, I think, the second best linebacker in the draft at Rashawn Evans. I'm amazed he's still here. Um, I really thought I'd be taking him slightly earlier. Um, you know, he's, he's projected round one to two, 66 tackles last year, um, six sacks, one force fumble, three passes broken up. You know, he's um, six foot two, 232 pounds. That it's a bit of a monster. That is a ready-built linebacker, ready for That's the big NFL. John. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> I, what I mean, I, again, it's uh, filling a li- and one of the very few needs on the Eagles team. So, uh, top drafting there, uh, gentlemen. That does bring us to the conclusion of our NFL pod draft. Uh, I thank you for your participation, and uh, we will prepare to hand over to Paul for the Cleveland Frowns. So, as we all know, this is my section of the podcast where I thumb in a pun. So, we mentioned it earlier, but I think it's one thing that it's not necessarily as upbeat as I usually am, but I'm going to be looking at some Philadelphia legals. (laughs) 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 That's really good. (laughs) The best one I've done in a while, right? I think so. So, I just think if... It amazes me when we've got so many professional sportsmen who are in the public eye, who are role models, whether they like it or they're not. I don't understand how many of them can beat their spouse. I, I just I don't get it. And the, you know, in terms of this section was designed as what's annoying me in the game, and I think you've got someone lots of Michael Jackson fans walking around saying singing beat it all the time <laughs> I know I had to explain it because you looked to be a and, bit lost and I'm bad I guess <laughs> possibly all smooth criminals as well yeah look at that see what I mean Paul and you just blanked me <laughs> well the way you make me feel <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't want to hit Billy Jean she'd hit you back oh god we're making history <laughs> so, does it matter if they're black or white it, not in this case no not at all I just think you know if we've got so many different so many different examples and you know people who there's a possibility with what we're seeing with Reuben Foster somebody who's throwing their career away and we've seen it with Ray Rice that was somebody who was a very integral part of the Ravens team somebody who was a decent player will never play for an NFL team again yeah but it's, it's weird isn't it because Beyonce's sister beat up uh, Jay-Z in a lift and she's still Beyonce's sister 
But she will never get drafted by an NFL team. <laughs> just saying, it's had minimal effect on her career. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I just think it's. What was her name? Solange. I've got no idea. Beyonce's sister. Solange. John. Flange. Solange. All right. So yeah, I mean it's it's not an upbeat, but basically I um I tried to think of the best pun I could, and that's where it led me. So oh, nice. thanks, Paul. That would, well, that would yeah. give me the frowns as well. It could lead into something in our next podcast because we're still we're still I'm, I'm, I want to start building our hall of shame. So uh, I think from the next one we'll start. I think so. I, I absolutely do. I will be grading everyone's draft, and we will compare it to the actual draft once that's been and gone on Thursday night. So looking forward to that, everybody. Can I change Kiki Cootie? Now I found out that it's been graded. <laughs> uh, no, you cannot. This is why I didn't put too much emphasis on it being a competition. I just wanted you to play it out and see what happened. And uh, actually, at first look, you've all done very well. You've pretty much filled the needs required by your teams. So well done. Uh, should, we, should, we do, should we record on Thursday? Or is that sort of an instant reaction to the... I think we should do something, yes. So we not, not, say, not nothing popular. Like, is this like, like a production meeting on a podcast? Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. We'll just discuss this afterwards. But no, as, uh, might, as, Our 40 listeners might not give a shit. I'm sure they don't, but uh, there you go. Something to, if you are, a bonus a bonus one for our a bonus podcast coming out. On this is going to take a lot of bonuses. It started with one bonus, then there was another bonus. I can feel 41 coming on here. But yeah... Um, well, for those of you listening, we'll, we'll, we'll see you on Friday. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Belichick's World, uh, Facebook, Bill Belichick's World Podcast. Uh, also, our website, BillBelichick'sWorld.com. And uh, tell us what you think, send us any questions. And uh, yeah, but so for now, this has been Bill Belichick's World. And enjoy the draft. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see. So, from all of us here, it's good night. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.